you know what? I'm feeling kind of lonely. Are you? Hey, everybody. This is Nancy May from Doing It Best with Elder Care Success. And this is a wee spring brief. What are spring briefs? Well, spring briefs are short episodes that give you tips, tricks, resources, and ideas to get you through the long spring days, which can sometimes be a bit tough and challenging, even for the strongest of us. So stay tuned and hang tight as we dive into this next spring brief. And yes, there is a better way. You know, it's really easy for us as caregivers to feel isolated and alone as we step up to their role of taking care of our parents who are becoming just a little bit more frail, or in some cases, have gone downhill quickly. One of my mom's good friends told me one day, you know, your mom told me that she doesn't think that you're aware of how frail she and Stu are becoming. Oh, believe me, I knew, but I didn't really want them to feel incapable of doing things on their own, especially dad. It's a tough position to be in, helping yet working to make sure that they still have their own sense of emotional dignity and independence. But this is how things typically start. One, either slowly and steadily, they go downhill on a long ramp down, or there's something called a stepped roll down where you kind of step to a plateau, you go a long way, things are as the same, and then you step down again. Or the worst case scenario, maybe it's not so worse, but it's just another scenario, is a fast decline after a major incident. This happened with my husband's dad. Caregiving can be an incredibly intimate and yes, even rewarding experience, but it also can be very isolating. Many times we feel that we have to choose between what our folks need from us, and our own personal family, and what we need for ourselves. This push-me-pull-you sense can quickly have us backed into a corner and feeling like we're sitting alone and unprotected, or so we think. It's pretty easy to assume that our friends and other family members and colleagues and employers or even clients don't even know what we're going through daily, weekly, or sometimes even hourly. In this episode, I'm going to take the three buckets of home, work, and social situations where we actually might feel a little bit more isolated and not know how to deal with them. I don't want you to dig yourself into a hole because I've done it at times myself. And I've got to tell you, it's not easy getting out, but I'm going to show you how. Let's start at home. If we're caring for a parent at home by ourselves or even with a little help, it's easy to feel the walls start to close in on you. The work, no matter how enjoyable at times, and yes it is, can suck the hours out of your day faster than a super commercial Hoover vacuum cleaner. Time, energy, money, everything. (laughs) That great sucking sound. Poof, gone like that. The day has disappeared and you gotta start another. Who wants to share that feeling with anybody? I don't. Yet, I know that you kinda don't know who else to talk to about this at times myself included. And you can even feel guilty about leaving your folks or another loved one alone for maybe even 45 minutes while you hit the grocery store. That is not good. Here are three tips to get you to kiss that feeling goodbye. Here we go. Step number one, create a simple routine of setting some time aside for yourself. Even if it's 30 minutes to grab a cup of tea, read a few pages of a great book that you love, or 
one that you want to find. You know, I always go to the New York Times bestseller list to find something. I'm not good at picking out books that I'm going to enjoy, but pretty much I can guarantee that one of those New York Times bestsellers is going to be something that's going to grab my attention right to the end. Please do not read books about caregiving. Been there, done that. Oh my God, what have I done? When I start those books, I can't put them down. So find something fun. Make sure you set a timer on your phone with the activity that you'll love or love to do and tell your parents, oh, I have a meeting with a very important person. And if they say who, simply say, it's me. You know, I'm kind of a big deal. Don't you think so? That's guaranteed to get a laugh. It did for me. (laughs) Anyway, the second step is ask for help. This is a really tough one, and there is an art to asking for help. I coach on that in another area. Try not to sound overly needy, and if you can, when you ask for help, offer some help. It's a lot easier for somebody to say yes, when in fact, there's a little sweetness at the end of the stick, shall we say, right? Ask family members or friends for a little bit of extra help with caregiving responsibilities. If a family member doesn't want to, try a little bit of that guilt game. You know, oh, mom misses you so much. All right. I know there's some shrink out there who's saying this woman should see a shrink herself. I don't believe in that. Well, mom played that one on us when we were kids. So I don't think there's any harm in playing it on your sister or brother either. So much for the shrink. If no one will help at all, Bring in a professional caregiver for just a few hours of respite care yourself. Typically, an agency will have a minimum number of hours for a day assignment, which can be four hours. You're also likely going to have to sign up for a couple of weeks. So this is going to force you to, at the very least, have four hours a week set for you and nobody else. And don't do the grocery shopping, please. Do something just for you. And just think. (laughs) What four hours can do? Oh my gosh. If nothing else, just go take a nap, close the door, or a bubble bath. Why not? Three, take mom or dad out for a car ride, or a walk around the block, or even the mall, in their wheelchair. If they're not in a wheelchair, I get that. But maybe a walker for a short walk? And I know it's not totally time to yourself, but the routine of getting out of your day-to-day environment or even if it's just a weekend environment, to do something else is going to spark conversations with others who are walking around the mall or the block. If you go and get those early birds, they're going to be either taking care of somebody themselves, or maybe close to being one of those that needs to be wheeled around themselves. I'm pretty sure somebody's going to stop and want to have a cup of coffee with you and find out more about what you're doing and why. If you're a hardcore exercise freak, and I mean that with the highest level of respect, Go out for a hard, vigorous hike, do some extra strong aerobics, or if not, chill and do a little meditation in a beautiful place outdoors. The warm sun beating on your chest or your back is incredibly therapeutic. At work, work is a tough place to bring this up, but I've got some ideas there too. It's really not easy to balance work and caring for somebody that we love parent, child, no matter what it is. But in this case, we're talking about folks. This is especially tough if you're caring for younger kids 
and an aging parent at the same time. I know there are a lot of us out there like that. Your boss may be great at understanding your issues for the first few times, but when it becomes habitual, your stress turns into their stress and can ding their performance reviews as well as their bonuses. Yeah, I know we really don't care about how much more money our boss is going to make, especially if it doesn't go into our pocket. Well, maybe you do. I don't know about that one. But this can become a real issue if it impacts their lives. So what do we typically do? We shut up and we just grin and bear it, right? And don't share. That isolation door has just closed again. You're not alone here either. I have to tell you that more than 50% of your colleagues who are also quietly caring for somebody may not be sharing what they're dealing with either for fear of retribution. It's not just retribution from the company or their boss, but it could even be your peers. By the way, that 50%, it's higher than 50%, is a real stat. So what can you do? Here's a couple of tricky ones for you. Ask your boss if he or she has ever cared for an aging parent. Just open the conversation. Yeah, I know. This kind of goes against the retribution thing, but it's all on how you approach the discussion. Ask them what they've done, how they've handled the extra workload. Could they give you a few ideas? And then just shut up and listen. By asking, this also puts you on a caregiver peer-to-peer level with your boss, who should show some understanding and hopefully offer some empathy as well. Now, you don't want them to get all mushy because maybe that's getting a little too personal. But I would also ask them, so this is what I'm going through today. What would you do? Or what have you done that helps? That's even better. When it comes to your peers, they're going to be a little concerned when you're out or your stress is high and your workload might be a little too much for you to handle or the quality of your work could be going down a bit. That makes them look bad. However, I would use the same tactics that you did on your boss with your colleagues. Now, if some of them are caring for a parent, they also might dump on you and not shut up because they haven't any new place to vent either. That's going to open up an interesting conversation. In that case, you found your tribe. Yay! Bring out the bells and the whistles. Don't go overboard, though. Spend some time at lunch or just find a quiet place to have a conversation that's positive. Please, no dumping and venting. You can do that elsewhere. It's just not a great thing to do at work. And just, I have to say, Dumping and going down that hole and making it dark anywhere is not going to make things better. So keep it positive and try and look on the sunnier side of things. Some HR departments also have employee assistance programs and all should have an FMLA leave policy. Should you need it for a few days for yourself, please take them. They're there for you. Now, most companies do not pay you while you're on FMLA leave. So take that into consideration. And a couple of them do. That's a great one. If you do have to go out, ask your colleagues if they can pick up a little bit of your slack, not a lot, and then offer to do the same for them, especially if they're caregivers. I know they'll appreciate that. And you might learn even more about their own situation, whether you want to or not. But hey, we're caregivers. We can do that, right? 
Finally, at least in the work side, there's a couple of other things you can do, but this one I think is really important. Create a personal emergency plan should you need to leave work suddenly for any extended period of time. If we're caring for a parent, especially an aging one, there are going to be those days, especially towards the end of life. It could be a week, it could be 10 days, it could be more. But thankfully, because of COVID, a lot of employers are better at making sure that we have the flexibility to work off-site versus always in the office. So that can be helpful. However, it's going to add to your stress. If you do have some support from your boss already, this is a great plan to have and share with them. Doing so will make you look like a leader and the leader that you are because it's going to give them confidence in you and just a bit more empathy when you need it. Now I'm going to move on to social settings. Caregivers may feel as though they can't participate in social settings or social activities due to their caregiving responsibilities. You know, I've been there. I don't know what to do. In some cases, those pressures were so mounted that when I did chill out with friends and family, all I did was talk obsessively about what I was doing. I'm going to tell you that turns them off 120% and more. Can you pass me another glass of wine and shut me up in the meantime too? (laughs) Seriously. Social settings, if we don't have a chance to get out and just relax and be ourselves, can create a greater sense of feeling of loneliness and isolation. But here are another few ideas. What else, Nancy? Please go on. Don't mind if I do. First of all, schedule a fun social activity outside of your home once a month. If you need to, bring mom and dad with you. You might be surprised at how much fun you do have. How about a movie? If you have one of those theaters with those big comfy lounge chairs, guess what? Put them in a chair. They're going to fall asleep. You might fall asleep too. And catch up on some of that much needed rest that you're looking for. Honestly, I have fallen asleep in more movies than I care to share. I think I fell asleep in all the Harry Potter movies with my husband. (laughs) For those of you who are Harry Potter fans, I am sorry. Oh, and by the way, maybe they should just serve a glass of wine with that popcorn. All right, we're talking social, so the wine is out there. Just let it go, okay? (laughs) If you can't find a social setting or environment or something to have fun with, consider searching Facebook locally for a new club or a hobby group to join in on. I know it's a little nerve-wracking to meet new people that you don't know and just sort of be the newbie on the block, but most of those groups, if you actually have an interest in what they're doing, are going to welcome you with open arms, even if you don't know what you're doing. So one idea is, I've seen a group of ladies get together and knit. They always welcome in new netters or crocheters, and they have a great time. And they're all so helpful and inviting for every single one of them that are coming in for the first time. You also learn about what's going on in the community in other ways. If you must, volunteer with some other fun groups. But I warn you, volunteers are special people. You likely know that already. And sometimes these groups will ask you to do more and give more then you have time to give. In this case, learn to say, no, I can't do that. Thank you very much. Next time. You do not need to explain why unless you want to. As I like to say, no is a complete sentence. However, how you deliver that no in a friendly and kind voice versus saying, "Uh uh-uh, no way, I'm out of here. See you later, Charlie. Or 
Charlotte <laughs> is probably not the way to do it. Also, when you volunteer, set boundaries so you can relax, enjoy, and meet some new folks and friends along the way. It's easy to become quickly isolated physically and emotionally while caring for somebody we love, our parents, a spouse, a partner, whoever it might be, those that need us for an extended period of time. It is exhausting. It's physically, it's emotionally, and yes, it's financially exhausting. So please, I'm saying this only because I don't want this to happen to you. Chances are it'll happen just a little bit, but quickly notice where you are at any given point in time and say, oof, no, I am self-aware. I think that's what we're supposed to do as people anyway, right? And say, I'm not digging myself out. Later on, I'm going to dig myself out now. Don't stop. Don't wait. Because later on, that hole is going to be a lot deeper than you thought it would be. You're not alone. Nearly one in four of us are caring for an aging parent, spouse, or another loved one. So there's a lot more quiet people out there who are, let's say, silently suffering but just afraid to share. And sometimes all you need to do is just open that door a little bit, let a little sunlight in and say, are you here too? And yes, we are stronger together. Trust me on that, even if we do so quietly. So that's it. It's Nancy here from Doing It Best with Elder Care Success. If you like this show, and I hope you do, please share it with a friend because it can be your gift to them. And this is my gift to you. We'll see you soon, or as I like to say, We'll hear you soon. Bye-bye. This show is sponsored by Caremanity, the publishers of How to Survive 911 Medical Emergencies, a step-by-step guide before, during, and after. For your own personalized free file of life, go to www.howtosurvive911.com. All trademarks, brands, and comments are not intended to be substitutes for medical, financial, or legal advice. Please consult a medical, legal, or financial professional for issues relevant to your own personal situation. This show is produced by Caremanity LLC. All rights reserved. Caremanity LLC.